Well, that was an insane weekend of football. And the only thing I could think of when I was watching Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen duke it out down the stretches, thank God that the Chargers have Justin Herbert. You are locked on Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer. We've been covering the Chargers for over six seasons and now we're heading into our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers Podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Thank you for making us your first listen today. We really appreciate it. And to make sure you never miss the show, make sure to go subscribe to the new Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. But... David, that was just such an incredible weekend of football. I mean, some are calling it the best playoff football weekend of all time. And I know it hits a little different for Chargers fans, especially seeing like the Chiefs move on and things like that. But on today's show, I did think there were some lessons that could be learned by the Chargers from this playoffs, including, you know, thank God you have Justin Herbert. If you have to go against those two guys and Justin Herbert has had a performance kind of like we saw over the weekend with those two guys duking it out at the end of that game. But I also wanted to get into what the Chargers can learn as far as things that they need to address during the offseason. So in segment two, we'll get into why the Chargers, it seems even more important now to keep adding to the offense, to get that explosive playmaker, the yards after the catch guy, after seeing what some of these guys have done in the playoffs. And then to wrap up the show, talk about why we have always told you that special teams is so important and the Packers fan that out the hard way. And also the Chargers adding to their defensive line and defensive front, because that's another common denominator when you look at these teams that are still in the playoffs. Some really, really good defensive players and defensive lines in particular. But, David, that was just such an incredible performance. I mean, obviously, there's a ton of things that made headlines after the game, especially with the Chiefs and the Bills, including the overtime rules, which I'm going to be on record of, you know, definitely make it so both teams can touch the ball. I mean, Justin Herbert's already been on the wrong end of that stick before in the playoffs. So that's not something I think we want to see, you know, Charger fans want to see again. But, that game was so crazy, and I just was thinking to myself, and I posted it on Twitter, just like, thank God the Chargers have Justin Herbert, because like when you see something like what you saw in that game, we're like, what did Josh Allen do wrong to lose that game? You know what I mean? Nothing. Like He literally did really nothing wrong. And it seems like you have to have some special quarterback play if you're going to make it out of the AFC, and that game was a perfect example of that. And the Chargers at least have something special like that in Justin Herbert. Yeah, there's no question about it. I think you've seen Justin Herbert throughout the, you know, his first two years in the league make big plays, make big throws, grow, and really, honestly, when the game was on the line, put the team on his back and just fire missile after missile after missile and refuse to lose. He, he might not be that guy who is talking and, and you know talking trash to you know to the defenders and giving you the sexy quotes at the press conferences, but he's a guy who goes out there and balls out. And I think definitely has the respect of his teammates and the rest of the league at this point. Justin Herbert is definitely one of the better young quarterbacks in the league. And looking at the talent that is in the AFC, the Chargers desperately need it. And they also need to continue to make this the best platform for Justin Herbert to succeed. And that means adding more weapons. Yeah, because, I mean, the Chargers were pretty much the only team with, like, a freakish quarterback like him that was healthy all season that didn't make the playoffs, right? That's one of the bigger indictments on Brandon Staley's first season is you have one of those superhumans 
and he plays for you and he yeah. still didn't make the playoffs. But the only thing that really reminded me of what I saw last night was when Justin Herbert had what he did in the fourth quarter of the Raiders game in week 18 to go put the team on his back and come back from 14 or 15 points down in the yeah. last few minutes of that game with the two point conversion, with the fourth and 21 conversion, six fourth down conversions overall between the fourth quarter and overtime. And like even had throws, you know, that should have won them the game in overtime. If things had broken better, Jared Cook catches the ball. Mike Williams comes up with a, you know, crazy catch. And seeing Mike Williams and, and not all into and how, you know, hard he took, it definitely made me feel for him. But yeah, that, that is hit, crazy. Man. It hit. For sure. And I, I just thought that that's like, it's probably going to come down to that. I mean, when you look at the game against the Chiefs, or both games against the Chiefs this year, like mm -hmm. the Chargers went and put the Chiefs away and made it a touchdown game with almost yeah. no time remaining in that first matchup when Justin Herbert took down Patrick Mahomes, right? And the Chargers beat the Chiefs in a shocking game. And then even in that last game, like Justin Herbert had to put the team on his back, went and got, you know, the go ahead touchdown. And then Patrick Mahomes still came back and got it anyway. So we know Justin Herbert is capable, especially with some of the game's fourth quarter comebacks, game winning drives he had this year that he can put together a special performance that you're going to need at some point to get into the next round of the playoffs once they get there. Yeah, it, it, you do. You know that you have Justin Herbert, thank God. But you also know that Justin Herbert can't win the game by himself. And that's why it's so crucially important to fix up that defense to where they can pull their weight and do their job and get the ball back to Justin Herbert as many times as he possibly can and get those crucial stops that ultimately are going to decide whether you win or lose. That's why it's so important. You got this young quarterback. You got some great weapons on offense. But if you can't get the stops that we've seen repeatedly this entire year, the defense unfortunately kind of dropping the ball, if you will, and Justin Herbert doing everything he possibly can to win a football game. If you don't get the stops, Daniel, it doesn't matter. I mean, if the, if the other team finishes with the football, then you're going to lose 100% of the time. So you got to get those stops. You got to get the ball back to your young gunslinger so he can go out there and make those plays that we've seen that he can make. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's the one thing, too, is like you saw some quarterbacks also, you know, not have to put up ridiculous numbers for their teams to get wins over the weekend. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in the next segment, you know, and with the defense as well. I mean, how important that was on the NFC side of things, especially Packers 49ers. I mean, even Bengals, you know, and Titans defense came up big in those games. And then there's games like the Chiefs and Bills where it feels like the defense doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Right. And so you, you see both sides of it. But yeah, I mean, in seven of the eight Chargers losses this season, the defense gave up 27 points or more. So the other only other game was the Cowboys game, which was super limited in possessions. Mm -hmm. And they gave up 20 in that game. So they gave up at least 20 in every loss. And it just feels like if Justin Herbert doesn't have a great game, then the Chargers aren't going to get a win. And that's unfortunately been the case for pretty much his entire career. He doesn't have a lot of, you know, bad yeah. games where the Chargers Justin Herbert with a passer rating over 100, Chargers 8-0. It's really as simple as that. Right, and I mean, if he's not great, they don't win. And, yep. and I just think with these guys too, like, I mean, there's so many different AFC teams now that are going to have to look at what they have at quarterback and be like, you know, oh, yeah. is this guy enough? I mean, the Titans have to be thinking that about Ryan Tannehill right now. I mean, even like the Ravens with Lamar Jackson, is that enough anymore? You know, Baker Mayfield, even with that loaded Browns team, is that enough? And it's just like, it's not. yeah, no, we can, we can probably pretty <laughs> say that, but like to, uh, I mean, there, you can go to a ton of other guys where it's like, yeah, 
now those teams kind of have to reconsider and, and you know those things when you see performances like you saw in the playoffs between these teams and like you're gonna have to go you know the the offenses were so explosive like especially late in the game I mean you look at the Bucks coming back against the Rams and what the Rams did to go win that game at the end with Cooper Cup and just over and over again you're seeing how important the offense and defense are in these playoffs but I do think that one thing that kind of rang true throughout the weekend was just like especially after watching Chiefs builds you can't have enough offensively and so I do kind of get what Tom Tuesco is saying about hey you know we still have to keep adding to our offense and like even though I think a lot of that is just saying that because you know he's not going to tip his you know hand or whatever but like you guys kind of assemble as much firepower is impossible as possible in the AFC right now but just how explosive these offenses are so we're going to talk about why maybe the offensive side of things are more important than we've kind of been thinking about it so far this offseason the Chargers continuing to add elite players on the offensive side of things and much more coming up right after this but first i need to tell you guys about the official betting sponsor of the lockdown Chargers podcast and that's betonline.ag and betonline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as they continue the march towards the playoffs and beyond because betonline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022 it's a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website, so sign up today and you guys can receive a free 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKDOWN. That's promo code LOCKDOWN, all caps, one word for that 50% deposit bonus on your first deposit to get started. That's free money to play with, guys, and I mean, especially after watching what we just did over the weekend, not just on the football field, right, but also some heavyweight action in UFC. I had a lot of bets going on that, you know, that's somewhere I love to bet. And it doesn't matter. You can go NHL. You can go NBA. When baseball finally starts again, you can do that. You could even go your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline.ag is the number one place to go. You're going to get the best lines, odds, and props that you guys can find anywhere. And the Super Bowl is coming up as well. And they're going to have so many specials going on for that, that that's the one place that you want to be to get in all of your Super Bowl action. But BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, David, well, this is something we did a little bit last year where we kind of looked at the playoffs and, and kind of tried to take away some lessons of what the Chargers could use from the playoffs going forward. And we talked about our, you know, we ranked our biggest needs, right? Last week we got into that. And one of the needs for both of us was just that explosive playmaking player. And I think when yeah. you're looking, whether it's, you know, running back or a receiver or, you know, a Debo Samuel, where you can get both in the same package. That's something that a lot of these teams have, and it's definitely something that the Chargers are sorely missing. They just don't have that player currently on the roster. And that was something that just stood out to me, especially after seeing the Chiefs, you know, with McCole Hardman scoring from way out, Tyree Kill doing what he did. Then you also have Adebo Samuel and other guys like that. Jamar Chase doing crazy things with the ball in his hands and the run after the catch and just explosion, explosive plays. Yeah, absolutely. It's an absolutely important thing the Chargers have not really been able to hit on. They have a lot of the same type of playmakers, Daniel. A lot of these possession type receivers, they run really clean routes, which is great. And that definitely helps you in some certain situations. But you need that guy that when the ball is in in his hands, he can just create and make things happen. You have that guy in Austin Eckler, but that's in a running back. You need that in the form of a wide receiver. And let me be clear. I understand that these guys don't just grow on trees. I know you can't just find one anywhere. I I am very well aware of that. And we are very well aware of that, but that doesn't mean that you can just stop looking. I think this is a a type of player that you need to look for until you get that player on your roster. You need to continue to take swings at that type of player until you hit that home run. 
Yeah, and I mean, I think just in general, like, you're not going to find probably the next Debo Samuel, you know? You're not going to find the next Tyreek Hill, necessarily. I mean, a lot of teams are going to go look for that. I mean, we look at the Rams, right? I mean, they don't necessarily have that explosive yards after the catch guy. You know, Cooper Cup's not that guy, but he's great. I mean, he's still good after the catch. Odell Beckham's not necessarily that explosive after the catch guy, at least hasn't been with the Rams and wasn't with the Browns. And then they spent a second-round pick on Tutu Atwell this year when they had bigger needs on their roster because they're trying to find that guy that can take a short pass and do something with it. And I think especially for the Chargers offense and how that offense is built, if you're going to live and die on these short passes and have that be such a big part of the game plan, you better get some guys who can do something with it, right? I mean, even Mike Williams with the amount of breakaway touchdowns that he had where he's running free – his was only you know, his average yards after the catch was like five and a half yards. Keenan Allen's is under four. So like you're seeing everywhere, David, that teams are trying to find this. And like it does bring something, especially when teams are going to play too high safety looks against Justin Herbert. They're going to try to eliminate the explosive plays. It wasn't there wasn't a single pass 20 yards downfield by Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Not any you know 20 plus air yards on any of those throws. No single deep attempt. But they still have guys like Tyreek Hill who can get you 20 yards on just a quick pass like that. And that's just something that the Chargers, if they had that, you just feel like it would bring such a different element to the offense. And you're seeing that play out with some of these special teams or these teams in the playoffs. Well, you see the difference because the Chargers try to do those same type of plays that a lot of these other offenses do where they try to get the ball out of their hands quickly go throw it to a receiver, do a, a quick wide right. receiver screen, do the bubble screens to, you know, to any of their playmakers, but it just doesn't have the same results because those guys just don't have that juice, that the immediate jet acceleration. stuff like that too. Yeah. 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 I mean, you saw Andre Roberts do it a couple of times and you're like, okay, that looks kind of close to what it should be. It looked bad but, with Jalen Guyton. <laughs> yeah. It did not look great with Jalen Guyton, but I mean, like I said, the Chargers attempt those type of plays, but they don't really have the players or the speed and the real raw agility that's required to get the type of success that you're looking for from those type of plays. That's why when the teams like the Chiefs do it, uh, I mean, the Chiefs are like the 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 poster child for that. Yeah, sure. They throw the ball short all the time and just watch their athletes. Go. Now, they have some great blocking for sure as well, but they have just a lot of guys you can just get the ball to and just watch them work. That's what the Chargers need to add to their offense. Like I said, they have plenty of guys that can run precise routes. That's not the problem. They need the guy that when Justin Herbert's getting freaking rushed at, that they can catch the football and go get you seven or eight yards and and live to fight another down. They just don't have that type of player, and they need to go find him. Yeah, and I mean, and you don't even necessarily have to have a guy who runs like a forward two. You know what I mean? I mean, look at Gabriel Davis. Like, Right. That dude ran a four or five something like and he was getting all the deep passes you can ask for. I mean, the Bills don't necessarily have that burning guy on the on that burner on their roster. Right. Stephon Diggs really isn't that dude. Gabriel Davis isn't that Cole Beasley is not that. And they put up a touchdown on every drive they had against the Patriots. So you can still be explosive without necessarily having those guys. But at least that would bring a different you know aspect to your offense. It gives the defense something different to think about. And you're running those plays anyway. It's kind of like what you were talking about. You do the jet yeah. sweeps with Jalen Guy and Andre Roberts. And I think the big thing, too, was like they wanted Joe Reed to be that guy, right? And they just, you know, signed him to a future spot for the Chargers, meaning, you know, they'll keep I him around. I just want my boy Joe to be healthy, man. I just want yeah. him to be healthy because uh, I, I still think that he has the potential to do that because we saw him do it in college. We saw him be in, incredible in the open field. Yeah. And I just think he needs an opportunity. If he's healthy, the, he, that's a guy who can do some things with the ball in his hands. 
When even with as talented as we think the Chargers offense are and the players that they have, I mean, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, that's a pretty goddamn good trio. You know, that's mm-hmm. a good trio of players right there. But the AFC is loaded, and just the t- playoff teams in general, the best offenses, right, because we know you're going to have to score to keep up in this conference, the best offenses are all deep, right? I mean, you yeah. go to the Chiefs, you know, they have Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, two premier players at their position, two top, you know, three to one players at their position for the most part between those two guys. And then you have a McCole Hardman's and the Clyde Edwards, a and the other guys are just throwing in and they have a great scheme that gets the most out of those players too, which yeah. is a big part of it. You still have to have the scheme to get them there. You go to the 49ers, they have Debo Samuel, they have George Kittle. You know, you look at the Rams Cooper cup and Odell Beckham jr. And Robert Woods when he was healthy and teams are just collecting these offensive playmakers, Cowboys, CD, CD lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. Then like even teams that just lost like the bucks, right? Like they had Antonio Brown, and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, like all these teams are just collecting and as many offenses. Yeah, I mean they just had all all kinds of weapons. Right. I mean the Bills have Diggs and Davis and Beasley and Josh Allen, who's just a giant weapon, you know, in his own right. Like so, I think that's the one thing is just like, yeah, you do have to keep adding premier players on the offense, even though you had a good offense. You can get by with some, you know, a pretty good unit like the Chargers had and be a top five unit in the league. But you can never have enough offense. So I think maybe that's kind of what Telesco was saying. And, like, obviously you can sure things up a right tackle and do some things there. But, like, at some points you're going to just have to outscore people. So it still has to be a major focus. Yeah, and I still like the the, the focus on the offensive line, though, too. I, I think that's going to help continue to allow Justin Herbert to get the most out of it. I mean, just imagine if you had a right tackle on the other side of Rashawn Slater that was just competent, you know, that, that didn't give up, you know, 60 pressures, that gave up – 30 pressures. Just imagine what that difference would look like if he didn't have to worry about his right side caving in all the time. That, yeah. I think, just that peace of mind, I mean, that he obviously had on the left side. Uh, if he had it on the right side, just imagine how many more plays that he could have put out there on the football field. So uh, I still think they have work to do on the offensive line. But yes, I mean, there's no question that the Chargers need to continue to add. They could need to continue to look at this from a macro perspective and try to continue to add as many athletes on this offense as they possibly can because the league is not going to stop and they don't care, right? They're going to continue mm-hmm. to try to find those type of That's players true. as well. So the Chargers need to continue to turn over every rock and go find that player that's going to help them win. Yeah, and it's obviously an arms race, right? The whole thing's a sure. big arms race. But, like, yeah, you have to keep on adding the Infinity Stones to your offense. And I think more than that, just you have to be getting the guys that you think are going to get the most out of Justin Herbert. And as much yeah. as, you know, his he was very precise this year, had a lot of balls with great ball placement. And then obviously some spots he could work on as well. But do you have the offensive playmakers right now that are going to get you the most out of Justin Herbert? Because even with as good as he was, we know he can be better, he can right? Be better, yeah. And, and and you know, would he be better with a Jamar Chase? Hell yeah, hell he yeah, would, right. And that's the thing is like Joe Burrow got sacked nine times, right? There was a great you know argument for Penay Sewell there, but like you've seen what Jamar Chase has done for the Bengals offense, and they already had Tyler Boyd and T Higgins, right? So it's just continuing. I mean, the arms race gets bigger and bigger, and you need defensive guys as well because you know having a nice right tackle or having to not worry about the right side would be very nice. But it would also be nice to have a defense that doesn't give up 30 points a game, right? Exactly. So I think there's a lot the Chargers could do on that side like we were talking about before. And I think you saw that in the playoffs once again, especially in a couple of those games, including how important special teams was after it lost the Hugely. Packers a game. Again, I mean, and just... And you know, the Bills, too. The special yeah, teams lost the, them a game, too. Yeah, I had at least a big part of it, especially down the end right there. But... 
there were a lot of defensive playmakers on most of these defenses are in the playoffs, even the Chiefs and what Melvin Ingram brought to that team. So we're going to get into that and why it's so important for the Chargers to keep adding explosive playmakers on the defensive side of things, especially on the defensive line, edge rusher, and in the front seven. But before I get into that, I need to tell Chargers fans about an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about, and it's GetUpside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or the Google Play right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up. Cash back. Don't pay full price to the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app and use the free promo code TOUCHDOWN. You can save up to $0.25 cents or more per gallon on your first fill up. And there's no downside to GetUpside, guys, because you can get the cash back directly into your bank account. You can get it through PayPal or you can get it through Amazon and other big gift card brands as well. Get the free upside, get the free upside app right now. Get upside app. And you guys can use the promo code touchdown to save up to 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up or more when you use the promo code to touchdown. I just shouldn't have to tell you guys. I mean, if you want to save money at the gas pump, you get the free get upside app and start saving today. All right, David. Well, now it's time to get into the defensive side of things. And I mean, it is important for the Chargers to add to the offensive side. And, you know, maybe we made too big of a deal of that. I mean, obviously, they have a lot more needs on the defensive side than they do on the offense. We know side. this, too. Trust In me. the offense, yes, exactly. But I think that was more about just like, hey, you can really never stop adding to the offense because these yeah. offenses, especially in the AFC, just keep getting better and better. And you keep seeing these talented wide receivers and explosive playmakers coming out of the draft. But at the same time, David, I mean, the Chargers have a lot cut out for them defensively. And one of the things that I have seen in the playoffs and I've been thinking, I mean, going back to the Patriots against the Giants in the, you know, Super Bowl when the Giants upset the Patriots twice. Both of those times they had a ridiculous defensive line. And that was a huge part of it. Absolutely. Game, was they could get after Tom with four. They could drop other guys back into coverage, but they were always affecting the game with their defensive line. And even today, you look at the defensive lines that are in the playoffs and the defensive fronts, the front sevens. And all these teams have explosive playmakers at those positions. So I think that is something that stood out to me as far as things to take away from the playoffs and why the Chargers need to add to it. Because even a team like the Bucs, the Bucs lost. Look at that defensive line. Vita Vea, Shaquille Barrett, the linebackers. Levante David, Devin White. I mean, it's just ridiculous how many playmakers they have. JPP as well. And Dominican Sue is like the sixth guy I mentioned right there. So like you really do need to keep adding to that position. And the Chargers definitely didn't get enough. They had a trio, a solid trio of Uchenna and Wosu, Joey Bosa. And Uchenna was later on in the season was when he really yeah. came around. Yeah. And Kazir sure. White. Like, that's a solid trio. Yeah. But then you look at, I mean, the Bengals have a Trey Hendrickson, DJ Reader, BJ Hill all on that defensive line. The Rams have Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Leonard Floyd and Greg Gaines and Ashawn mm-hmm. Robinson. Yeah. The 49ers, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Fred Warner. You know, Arden Key had eight sacks for them. Samson Ebicam had six sacks for them. So, like, they're getting the most out of their players as well. But, like, I think you're seeing how important it is to have some playmakers, especially on the defensive line, and what that does for you in the playoffs. Well, I, I think the one thing that kind of gives me some, I guess, uh, some hope for the future here, Dan, is what they did in the offseason last year. And why I say that is because it seems like there's a kind of fundamental change in philosophy from building from the outside in to building from the inside out, which is what I have always preached, which I've been waiting for years for the Chargers to adopt. But it seems like Brandon Staley, when he said, hey, we need to get some bigger guys in here. We need to be more physically imposing. We need to do what we have to do to protect Justin Herbert. I hope and I believe, you know, just based off of what Brandon Staley has said, saying, hey, 
the defensive line is going to be at the forefront of what we are going to look to address in the offseason. It seems like because of Brandon Staley coming into the fold, that that's what he believes in. And I think that he's going to really be able to concentrate on that unit and really improve that unit because all of these teams in the playoffs have a strong offensive line and a strong defensive line. It's it's everywhere you look. You got playmakers on both sides of the ball. The Chargers obviously have a huge issue on the defensive line. They need to get more talented players. They need to get more depth on that defensive line. They need guys that are going to come in and make an impact, not only stopping the run, but as a pass rusher as well. They just don't have enough of those dudes. So I I am hoping that uh just I'm hoping that Brandon Staley goes with that vision that he did on the offense and focuses that on the defense here this year for the Chargers. Yeah, and I mean, I think the one thing, too, having those talented players up front does for you is it really makes your secondary so much better, too. And we know the Chargers already have some talent there, and they need to continue to add because you still need those playmakers there. But if you're not getting pressure, if you're giving any quarterback that much time to get rid of the ball, not even talking about the run defense, they're going to pick you apart no matter who you have back there. But you can also make really average secondaries look a lot better when quarterbacks are running for their lives and yeah. throwing up, you know, jump balls for you to pick off, you know? So like that helps with the take, you know, the takeaways that helps your secondary. It helps you stop the run better because guess what? It, re- the- it reverberates through your entire team. Yeah. And I mean, it's going to help you get off the field on third down more. Like all of those things are true. And like, you just need to add as many of those players as possible. You need premium players on the defensive line. The Chargers have 17 and a half sacks out of their defensive tackles over the last three seasons, right? That's just not good enough. Not enough. The two seasons leading up to 2021, the Chargers had less than 30 sacks in those seasons. So you're getting less than two sacks per game. That's not good enough either. So like those are big things that have to change for the Chargers because yeah, defense doesn't seem to matter at some points, right? But you look at that Packers game. I mean, the defense is obviously very important. The Titans Bengals game defense was very important. And a lot of times you just need someone to come up with that one big play. Right, Leonard Floyd, or not Leonard Floyd, but Bon Miller. I mean, we saw him making just giant plays after giant plays towards the end of that game. Or maybe Tom Brady ends up coming back and winning, even though you know the Rams' offense tried to give it away a few times. I was getting major Chargers like PTSD from that Rams game, watching them fumble all over the field and start giving that game back. But it's just so important for them to keep adding to that. Another thing that we saw once again how important it was was special teams, David, because oh man. It totally ruined the Packers. I mean, we'll talk about the field goals in a second, just how important that is. But, like, in that game, the 49ers don't score an offensive touchdown. Yeah, the 49ers defense did a really good job on Aaron Rodgers as well, and Aaron Rodgers straight up missed some dudes down the stretch in that game. But you have a punt blocked for a touchdown, and you also have a field goal blocked, and they were one of the worst special teams units. They, like, took the mantle of the worst special teams unit away from the Chargers. And even with Aaron Rodgers, even with a ton of talented players on defense, the special teams ends up undoing them in the playoffs. Yeah, and we've seen so many times the special teams unit just screw the Chargers over. <laughs> and we've seen it happen in the playoffs for these teams. It's Look at the last that, game of the season, too. I mean, Andre Roberts yeah. fumble, Dustin Hopkins missed field goal. Catastrophic. Catastrophic. When you mess up on special teams, it has serious repercussions, no matter what it is. If you get a punt blocked, uh, obviously you're going to be in a bad situation. If you muff a punt, then you just gave the ball back to the to the team. You miss a field goal, you can lose the game. Special teams is that is that phase of the game you don't think about until the game is on the line. And then right. if you make that critical mistake, 
you could lose the football game. That's why it's so important that your special teams is on point. You don't make those stupid mistakes in those high leverage situations. You convert those opportunities to, to kick those game winning field goals. And you just don't kill yourself. You don't shoot yourself in the foot. You just need a unit that's going to go out there and do their job, perform, and really be able to get your kicks when you need them. That's really, really important on special teams. We've just seen it too many times and in the wrong direction for the Chargers, and we see it in the playoffs where it matters the most. Your special teams unit doesn't perform, then you go home. Yeah, and we saw the Chargers have a punt block that, you know, severely changed the game for them this season. And, like, we've, it's been a running theme, and I like got a bunch of almost blocked as well. But the other part for the Chargers special teams is, yeah, you got a nice return. You got good, you know, a good percentage of Dustin Hopkins field goals that went through the pikes, right? So, like, he was good. Andre Roberts massively improved the kickoff return team, but you didn't get a lot out of the punt return game, right? That was bad. And the other thing was, you're just not getting, you don't get any blocked field goals. I don't remember the last time the Chargers blocked a field goal. I truly had to do be not. Drew Tranquil, like, right? Well, he blocked two punts. I don't remember him blocking a field goal, though. Oh, yeah. I don't remember the last time that's happened. Yeah, Blocking a, a field goal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember Antonio Garay doing it randomly. Um, but like, cool dude. It, and, but like, even the, you know, the punts that were blocked, like, before Drew Tranquil did that, his rookie season, which was two seasons ago, we couldn't remember the last time somebody blocked a punt. You yeah. know what I mean? So they're also not getting that added value as well as like, when's the last time you saw the Chargers down a punt on the one yard line or inside? Yeah, the line? seriously, like, man. Oh my goodness. I can't goodness. remember. And I mean, part of that was like, Brand Staley was never really punting from the area of the field that you would get a lot of those plays, you know, around midfield, middle of the field on a, on a fourth down. But still, you're not getting those bonus plays from special teams that these good special teams, you know, teams are getting. And it's literally winning teams games in the playoffs. And, including three of the four games over that wild weekend, David, coming down to walk-off field goals to win the game. I mean, imagine the faith that the Bengals have in their rookie kicker to go make a 52-yard field goal to win the game in the playoffs. Like, in my entire life, I've never had faith in a Chargers kicker to make that specific kick. You know? It's your fault, Nate. It's your <laughs> fault. <laughs> but even, like, the fourth game, right? I said three games. That fourth game was tied by the Chiefs kicking a field goal to send them into overtime. You know what I mean? So, like, every single game you saw also how important that Well, and the decision not to kick it to the one. Like, how did you not do that? If you're the Bills, how do you not force the Chiefs to take that ball out and return it, kill some time on that clock, and not allow them to get themselves in field goal position? If you squib kick it, they have one play left. Then they have to throw a Hail Mary. Your chances of victory go way up. But no, yeah. you kick it through the back of the end zone for what? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that that, that touchback was a bad call for sure. And I mean, I mean there's call. bad defensive call too to just have that coverage against Travis Kelsey oh, at the yeah. end of the game. But I mean, you also saw, you know, Tyreek Hill being able to get 20 yards and yards after the catch. This whole show is coming together now. It's all interconnected and intertwined. But the, just like, it, it, we're not going to know for Dustin Hopkins, right? The one thing we do yeah. know is, like, going into the last game of the season, he'd been one of the most accurate kickers in the league. I think he was 18 out of 19, 19 out of 20, somewhere along those lines. Only missed one field goal. Hit a lot of his extra points, most of them. I think he missed one during his Chargers tenure, at least. And I just think you're not going to know until he gets in those big moments if he's the guy to trust in that situation, right? Because he did have a game-winning field goal for you against his former team. That was pretty cool, obviously. But you also don't know if you can trust him yet and like he did miss a field goal in the biggest game of the season right he missed it again a 50 yarder 
51 yarder i think against the raiders in the last game so it's like that's still a question that we don't know i mean i think you have to love what you saw from dustin hopkins i don't know how you could go with somebody else unless you just draft a kicker you feel really good about or something along those lines but like you have to imagine dustin hopkins is coming back because he still was a very solid performer especially with i mean in the bar was low <laughs> david i mean very the bar low was, the bar was very low but he very definitely low. surpassed our expectations and ended up being a very solid in-season acquisition but one of the things the Chargers could do as well to help and learn from these playoffs is just by stealing players from these teams that are in the playoffs from these good teams and that's what we're going to be talking about on tomorrow's show we'll be getting into free agents upcoming for the playoff teams and the teams left still in the tourney and how the Chargers could maybe do good by bringing them in and helping out their team get to a playoff run and hopefully more than that and then on Friday we want to do a fan Friday thing so maybe it's voicemails you guys want to get in on that the number is 323-524-7924 might do voicemails might add twitter to it as well so you can hit us up on twitter at lockdown lac and give us some questions there by tagging us on twitter and we you know you can also follow me on twitter at dan talk sports and david drogmeyer on twitter at drotalk sd but tomorrow we'll be focused on free agents the chargers could potentially bring in because that's the first thing they're going to be able to do to improve their team in the 2022 offseason but to make sure you don't miss it subscribe to the new locked on charges youtube channel if you're there right now Make sure you go to the bottom and hit subscribe on that and follow the show for free wherever you get your podcasts from on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts or the TuneIn app or wherever and rate and review if you like the show there as well. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow with some free agent options for the Chargers from these playoff teams. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.